This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at the Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now, and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Gun violence is a very prevalent issue in this country that it gets ignored when it's ones and twos on the street, on the block, when nobody cares like about that. But when there's a a major shooting in a school, then all of a sudden everybody cares again. It's an everyday problem that people need to address every day. And it's going to take a collective effort to do something about. And until people can put put aside their bullshit allegiances to these parties that are made up fabrications of unities of society, which they are not, these people don't give a damn about you then we're not going to make any progress. Before we continue, so yeah, welcome to the Coffee Break of World Renowned Podcast, talking about relationships, mental health, and all everything in between. Everything. So with that being said, uh, yeah, like this video down below, subscribe to the YouTube channel, ring the notification bell, uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. And we got a website, coffeebreakup.com. Check us out and Patreon. We're also on Patreon, so yeah, go ahead. Uh, check us out on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, see what's going on there. We got some goodies for you guys. We got full episodes. We got a bunch of other... other. What else we got? Uh, you can ask us some questions. questions. You can... Uh, you also get a shout out. You get also some coupons and discounts on merch that we have not updated in forever, but we will eventually. And <laughs> Absolutely. And if people message us, you get, a lot of people message us, hey, I need advice, I need this. Moving forward, please, if you want to reach us, Patreon is going to be the spot to go. You can connect to us. You can really get in touch with us because our Instagrams, the DMs are kind of uh, full. Surprisingly, yeah, we've grown very aggressively. And every um, day people ask and it's like this long paragraph. Exactly. Like we both have day jobs. It's hard to sit down and really engage uh, on, a, on a profound level. So Patreon is going to make things a lot easier for you guys, for us, and for everybody else. Yes. So yeah. And now back to our guests. So yeah. we have Jeremy. 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 We went to high school with Jeremy. Uh, military veteran. Yeah. Uh, Beard of wisdom. <laughs> he's always uh, commenting and he's always sharing with us. Been one of our number one, kind of one supporters. of our number one followers. Yeah, supporters. supporters. Since day one. You always been. interacting, giving us engagement, giving us uh, things to talk about, things to think about. So healthy dialogue. It's people like that. that, you know, earn a spot on our show. It <laughs> does help that he is our boy. But at the same time, <laughs> he's always been very consistent. He's always, you know, been interacting with us. So, hey, 
you got your spot on the on the show. And but not only because we know you, it's because of how I think valuable your mind is. Like you really, what every single time you're you talk sharp, to us, yeah. you're very sharp. You're eloquent when you speak, but you're also very knowledgeable about things and the way you kind of l- deliver the message. So I'm like, shit, like this would be an awesome guy to bring on. Right? Yeah, for, for for a long time, I think for since the beginning <laughs> when we started, Jeremy needs to be on. We just didn't have it. Wasn't the right time. This felt like it was the right time and. Um, couldn't be better timing. So we're excited to have you on and honored and you've supported us since the beginning. So yeah, dude. Grateful. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Well, it's good to be on this side of the lens. It's a <laughs> much, different, much different perspective from, uh, you know, scrolling through my IG post on the toilet, but uh, <laughs> no, it's great to be here guys. And like I was telling you guys earlier, like the growth, it's evident, you know, from where you guys started to where you guys are, it's amazing, you know, just to be, just to follow the journey, let alone be a part of it. So thank you. Grateful to be here today. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're on it. Um, it's been a journey, two years and, and counting. And so a lot of work, a lot of effort. And uh, I think we've we've made an impact. We've the longest people. breakup in the history of breakup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and to be continued. Um, yeah. It's just, I was just thinking now that you sat down, I was like, man, like a lot of has changed since we've met. I've known you for, well, yeah. Like I just, since I went to, I came to, from Germany in Miami Springs my sophomore year and I met you throughout football and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and you've met him probably before that even. So well, I, now I forgot we're, how, I, probably just in a group of friends and stuff. Yeah. Cause did we play? I don't even know if we did sports together. Well, we ran with the guys. I mean, the, you wrestled. I did yeah. wrestle. Yeah. So sports pretty much. Yeah. Those similar, sports, uh, sports mutual friends. friends. Yeah. 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 You knew everybody. But that I was remember. the thing. <laughs> and you were always so everyone nice. Everyone knew Jeremy and Jeremy knew everyone. And yeah. nobody ever had anything negative to say to you. And even when I came and I didn't know anybody. But you always shook my hand. You were nice. You were kind. Always, you were respectful. dude. Always. Yeah, yeah man. I was. Gonna say, I remember Marvin when he first got uh, to the school. Like I, I'm, I don't know if it was when he first got there. It must have been nah. pretty, pretty new. But <laughs> I remember. I think the first time we ever really had a real conversation, we were in the weight room, and yeah. I was like, I was talking. And I mean, I'm. I don't know if they build they they build in you guys earlier in Germany, but this guy was like <laughs> looked like a whole bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, Set was freakish. Like I was like, man, like this guy is really here to gain some muscle. Like I'm yeah. just here, I'm just here to check a box. Like, nah, I, I Marvin already that. made it. Like you yeah. go to the gym to get abs and muscles and stuff. It's like you're already there, bro. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to I keep mean, going. But but look, I mean, it was we were 14, 15 years old. I was just figuring out how to use a, a curl bar, and this guy was you know squatting heavy and stuff. I mean, it starts it starts young, you know. But I was yeah, I was I, I was uh, I started off a little bit younger than than probably most. Uh, but yeah, that's how we met and. Um, like you always carried yourself ago. very well too. I mean, it's it's hard being in that situation. You know, you're the new kid. You know, a new tough. country, a new situation. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could imagine. And you know, I I've always I've always I was always raised to be an ally. You know, if you can help somebody out, if you can lend a hand, you should. You know, regardless of where they're from, what they're doing, and anything. And dude, you just look like a kid that was there to work hard and for some reason love the game of football. I don't imagine many Germans that yeah. you know <laughs> grow up loving football, but you know the sport is growing, so it doesn't surprise me. But yeah, you know, just come on. I, oh, I remember running into you that way. <laughs> And I remember, I remember Chris wrestling. I remember you wrestling with because well, I was real good friends with uh, Barrera, who wrestled. Yeah, and, oh, and he was yeah, kind of yeah. like one of the co-captain, captain guys. You he know, was seniors. by that time. He was. I remember when I first met him. He was already kind of in the junior senior year. Yeah, but he would always come back, and then Joel. Yeah. was always there because because mm. of his brother. Yeah, man. So then, and that's a guy who's got a lot of passion for us in coaching, helping ugh. others. Like that's another guy who let t- shirt off his back kind of guy. All good guys, all yeah. good guys. And yeah, so that's kind of I think that's kind of how we all kind of kind of meshed. Know, yeah, it was small, man. Like our high school was big, but it was small. You know, yeah. there was yeah. and and I I also feel like our high school wasn't like one of these typical maybe like sitcom high schools where there's cliques like only these people talk to you Nah, everybody was cool with everybody there wasn't really drama beef whatever like that is kind of true it wasn't yeah. really like animosity or anything like that everybody was just cool like it wasn't really 
I had a good time in high school. Like the first year was rough. Junior year was better. Senior year was amazing. You got there your sophomore year. I got there my yeah. sophomore year. So I, I did three years there. What? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. but my sophomore year was rough. I didn't know anybody. And then junior year. Did you know English? Barely. Yeah, it was I broken. Very, I had man, a broken, very yeah. thick accent. I didn't really know. Really? I was very shy. I was more of an introvert. Who are you? He was, dude? He, was, he was the guy who had the accent. And like when you said something he didn't understand, he would just laugh. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, he remember still that. does that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I still do that. <laughs> but I mean, I look, I understand it because I went to middle school in uh, Doral Academy where everybody spoke Spanish mm. and I barely spoke any Spanish. Oh, so I went to Doral Academy too. Yeah. You, oh, so maybe we met there. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. But, you know, the the whole thing is uh, you don't really understand, but you want to be nice here, smiling and laughing. And then yeah. they, they, they're like, oh, he understands me. And they go in the whole conversation. Oh, you're like, yeah. Oh, this guy's uh -oh. liking what I'm saying. Let me keep on. And yeah. then you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, you're like talking, stop talking, and then yeah. just gotta remove yourself. From a lot story. of words. Hold on, uh, la puerta es. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no, good times, man. I, I think I I tell people all the time the high school experience for me was great, and I think it's just what you make it. You know, like you go to school every day, think, oh, this sucks. I'm gonna be in high school. Yeah, but you know, you make it. You make the most of it. I went to a, a lot of sporting events. I went to a yeah. lot of the. Trips. You were very you're involved. Very yes, you were like a very involved. There you go. Like, that's social. that's a very nice way of putting it. That's word. You weren't, but you were. Yeah. yeah, you were just you were everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you really were. So I think that was great. Um, so you were you were what year did you graduate? I think you were a year ahead 2010, of two thousand ten. That's yeah. what it was. Class of ten. And then so when you graduated, did you join the military? Because you were in the military for how many years? Four years. Yeah. So I you joined I right actually, after. I actually tried to join the the Monday after our last football game when I was a senior. I went to the recruiter. I jumped on his little pull-up bar in the lobby of the high school. Yeah, I remember, you know, remember that guy. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? Uh, yeah, freaking Sergeant Lopez, Dirtbag. <laughs> 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 nah, he's a cool guy. I love that. Shout out, Sergeant Lopez. Um, Dirtbag. Yeah, Dirtbag, but shout out. Um, but no, I literally, like, first conversation was like, boom, like, I was ready to go. Went to MEPS, did the ASVAB. Like, like I got, like, did all the stuff, but... I got in some trouble when I was younger, like I was 14 or 15 years old. And they were like, hey, like you have like this issue. Like we have to see if you can get waivers. It's not. And I was a Jesus. young senior. I was only 17. So I wasn't 18. Yet. When you're 18, they don't care because you're a kid. But since you're still 17, they're like, hey, you, you can't do this right now. So that pumped the brakes on the dream for me. Um, went, rolled through, rolled with the punches, enjoyed the rest of senior year. Uh, actually started going to college for three Three semesters, yeah. So the fall, spring, and then in the summer. Um, but by December, they were calling me back, and they were like, hey, you know, we have a new S a staff NCO in charge. You know, he wants to see you. Like, he saw your scores, saw your, like, uh, physical test results. Wanted you to come in and just shake his hand, say hello, like, see what kind of guy you are. Check your character, I guess, whatever. Went in there. You know, they're probably just trying to meet quota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went in there, met the new guy in charge. Uh, uh, he's a Staff Sergeant Pettyholm was his name, I think. Yeah, Staff Sergeant Pettyholm, and he was, he was a good guy, man. At the time, I had, like, this blowout long hair thing going out. He immediately gave me – he called me Freakazoid. Like, he was, like, this whole <laughs> – I don't know if you remember that cartoon. Yeah, that's, that's, I remember, I remember. that's showing my age right there. But, um, yeah, and uh, just hit it off, and from there it was like, hey, man, you still want to be a Marine? Like, let's make this happen. And I wasn't sworn in. I was in the late entry program for, what, eight months, I think it was. And I shipped off to Paris Island uh, for Marine Corps recruit training in August 2011. So the process, I guess, officially started that February 2011, and I was in until the summer of 2014. So a little bit over three years, three years, three years, a little change, less than yeah. four years, I guess, would be the, the the metric. But yeah, it was a you know a, a time of man, like just like people say, like well, high school. Some people have miserable experiences of high school, like oh, you know, whatever. Like I had a great experience in high school. And it's very, I feel like it's very similar with the military too. A lot of people is what you make it. You know what I mean? Because really? at the end of the day, like. 
we're very blessed in this country that nobody puts a gun to your head and tells you, hey, you got to go join the military right now. You know, I used to tell my guys, this is a voluntary service. You rose your hand to be here. When you go home on leave and you put your uniform on and go to the bar and get free drinks, I bet you're like, oh, I'm a Marine, I'm a badass. Yeah. So you got to, you know, when the, when the going's getting rough and the suck is real, like you got to bite down on your mouthpiece and make it happen, you know? But, you know, it was a, man, like, because growing from, I, I guess... I can. I guess there's different dynamics here because you went straight into college, if I'm not mistaken. I right? went straight into, and then you went straight into working, right? Because I remember no, we you, were ta- you went to JUCO. I went to the JUCO because I, I remember Texas. we talked and you were in Texas. I right? went to Texas, yeah. So yeah, so there's a, a couple of different like pathways there, you know, because like there's the four year like I'm going straight into university. There's the JUCO route, like hey, let me see what's right for me, let me figure this out. And then yeah. there's the guy who's just like, all right, I'm getting lost on the way to college. I'm going to the Marine Corps. Um, so. It's that is like true. so. That's what that was. Yeah, you I mean, just you didn't know. know. I mean, no, because I wanted. What was it? I, before? Before I went to this, when I was young, uh, my my role model growing up was my grandfather. Like I, I don't really have a great relationship with my father, but my grandfather was like this titan of a man. He did twenty plus years in the Air Force, Korea and Vietnam veteran, uh, high, like decorated. Um, and then he retired and he went and worked for like Wink Television on the west coast of Florida. He was a weatherman. He was like really? <laughs> Ron Burgundy. No, um, <laughs> no, he was he was a weatherman. Like it was just he's and he was just this titan of a man to me. He's this tall guy. And you know, I was a little kid. I spent summers with them. Um, me and my sister spent summers with our grandparents. And I just looked up to him. You know, everything he did, he used to sail. He used to like do all these little things. And I was just he was just a guy that I emulated. Like I gotta like I would love, you know, when I was young, I didn't really understand it, but when I got older, I was like, man, like that guy had it put together. Like that guy knew what 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 structure was, what family was, what doing what you had to do to put food on the table, make ends meet. I had a lot of respect for what he represented, who he was as a man, you know? And when I was getting out of high school, like I had this idea, like I wanted to do like broadcasting or something like that. Like I was thinking maybe sports broadcasting because I, I felt like I had like the right personality for it. I had a, yeah. a huge interest in it. But I always had that 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 itch, like that kind of thought in the back of my head, like I want to be part of something bigger too, you know, like something – you know, I can always do that later. I want to, you know, do something bigger than that first, you know. And, um, you know, for a while, you know, I had I held on to the dream like a lot of people do to play football at the next level. Um, when that became apparent that that wasn't going to happen, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to pursue the next goal. And I just remember those conversations that I had with my grandfather. And I never really wanted to be in the Air Force. But, uh, you know, I just kind of weighed the options. And it just it, it became pretty clear to me at that point. I was like, I want to I chase this dream. I want to go become a Marine. So, and, you know, a lot of people have that dream. Like, a lot of people want to. Like, oh, man, I want to go do this. And they can't. You know, there's a lot of people that get disqualified right off rip for any number of reasons. You're flat-footed. You can't go. You have any allergies. If you're allergic to peanut butter, you can't be a Marine. You imagine that. You know, like, like these all these disqualifying it's factors. Crazy, yeah. So just yeah. the fact that you can you have the ability to go chase this dream, like, why don't you? You know, like, and it's something that will eat at you if you don't do it. So, I, I you know, I stayed up with it many nights. You know, I sat down at a table with my family at one point in time and, you know, I looked my mom in the face and was like, she was like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I was like, I'm telling you, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I made a promise to her, like, I promise I'll take care of school and all that stuff later. Like, I'm, this is what I want to do now. And if I don't do it right now, I'm never going to do it. So damn, that's what, that's what sparked that, that kind of path for me at least. But it's a very, um, it's a very forming time, you know what I mean? Just like those four years, like out of high school, mm. even if you go to college, if you sit on the couch at home, if you go to the service, that's a very forming time for a young man, you know what I mean? Mm. Because, you know, men, we that's probably like the peak years of your maturity. Women mature a little sooner. So, like, by the time sure. you get to that age, you know, 20 to 24, 25, that's when you're really coming into your own women, probably like 17 to 22, 23 maybe. Yeah. So, you know, you, you 
a lot of who you become, I think, stems from those experiences in those years. Mm. I agree. You know what I mean? Because yeah. think about some of the ways that you think about things that happen to you now. You can kind of trace them back to that point in your life. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. you've learned from them. You've gained experience from them. And you've become, you know, you've either grown from it or whatever you've chosen to do with those experiences. But I feel like they impact you in a lot of different ways. So I like that you brought that up because I think uh, uh, realizing it now, a big reason why I guess I wanted to start this was because I knew how difficult it was within my early mid 20s, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, who am I? What am I doing? Yeah. What are my interests? What am I trying to figure out? Where am I going? What's my path? What's my purpose? Right. right? And I think eventually, that's when, you know, I, I was working at this bank at the time and fucking hated it. And then I remember <laughs> talking to one of my boys. I'm like, dude, like, and then this is what we were talking about. Yeah. You, the book, and, you know, you mentioned all that stuff. And I'm like, man, what if I can, you know, help more people? Because I wish I had someone you know, when I was in my early 20s, just trying to figure something out. I had nobody, you know, I was just trying to learning as I went. I thought that was the way to learn. Yeah. And then now, obviously, as you grow up and you start realizing, that's why a lot of successful business people have mentors, you yeah. know? Sure, yeah, you can well, figure it out yourself, sure. but at the same time, if you have someone guiding you who already knows, you're going to get there faster. And probably with, you know, kind of an edge over everyone who's just kind of, you know, stumbling upon doing it. And I think that's a big reason why I wanted to start this. For why we, well, I'm hoping you to have the same passion yeah. because early 20s, I didn't know. I was like, man, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why did this happen? And I felt like shit. I didn't know who to talk to. So it's like, you know what? I want to create this platform to kind of help those people that don't know what they're doing. And if even if it's whether it's relationships, if it's mental health, now that we're making a big focus on that or just in life in general. But people have questions that they don't know where to go to. That's why I wanted to bring this up. Like, there that's why know. I wanted to do this. So, so that's why I want to bring this to, to yeah. out to help people and to kind of create that platform that people can actually have that interaction and learn from stuff. So I'm actually really, really happy that you brought that up. And that's powerful that you're asking yourself those kind of questions at that age, man. Especially when you're going through, you know, you're just getting out of college, you're transitioning into the adult adult world, mm -hmm. they call it. I, I, I think those are just questions that you, like, you, you don't really know that you're asking, but you realize after that you're like, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, they're on the back burner. Yeah. But it, eventually, like, something starts to smell weird. You're like, hold on. You just <laughs> had an answer. It's almost like you had an answer and you're like, well, I don't know what this means. So you just kind of kept going yeah. with it. And then you went back and like, that's the lesson that I was trying to for write. sure. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of where I wanted to kind of bring that into in, into play here yeah. and and kind of help that. Yeah. Kind, uh, kind of in the same uh, fold, I think if you turn over to Marvin, I think your probably association with starting this platform is more based off your actual experience, like from the things that you've written about, yeah. the things yeah, that you've that's spoken it. about, that's expressed. Started, yeah. I feel like there's a more um, almost intimate dynamic to why you wanted to get people sitting in front of you and and with you guys. I feel like you guys have a, the dynamic where you can openly speak and. Chris, I feel like, forgive, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you seem to be the more pragmatic, you know, kind yes. of reasoning, you know, so, yeah. and, and Marvin comes in with the more heavy hand, the emotional, like, hey, like, this is how it is, and you're like, all right, well, let's dissect this, yes. and I feel like that's why the dynamic is so yeah. strong, you know? Chris is very rational, uh, like, and I, I've called, I say he's pragmatic, and I've said this to you before. So really, I'm, that's why I'm he's like, free, Chris is pragmatic. <laughs> There's a problem, Chris will be like, okay, this is a solution. And, and Or let's identify a solution. I mean, like, what ignore yeah. how you feel, ignore what you're mm -hmm. going through, ignore all that bullshit. Right. The problem is still going to be there. Right. What's the solution so we can eliminate that problem? We can be normal again. Because sure. clearly that problem is causing so much more stress. For in sure. Your life. I mean, we can only have so many conversations about problems. Eventually, they, we got to start talking about solutions. Right. right? Like, and that's my mindset. Now, obviously, I've learned to be more, um, kind of more delicate 
Because you know, sometimes <laughs> you do you do have to just listen like instead of trying to. Yeah. You gotta add a degree of tact. Yeah. 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 So I guess you know I learned that side. But yeah, that's that's a good way. I like the. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, we came together, and I think it works well. We mesh well together. We have a good dynamics. We don't always agree, but I think that's the point. Because if we were eye to eye on everything, then why are we both here? Nobody would watch this. Exactly. Show. <laughs> so the fact that we can have healthy dialogues and in, at the end of the day. Uh, agree to disagree and sometimes see a lot of times see see we're on the same page or if we're not we understand where we each are coming from yeah um, for sure so yeah sure. two years later I think it's been a great journey for the both of us and, and yeah like you guys were saying I mean early 20s mid 20s I think for men in particular it could be very uh, difficult and you know <coughs> forgive me maybe you were saying earlier you didn't have the best relationship with your father neither did I mm -hmm. so it was kind neither of yeah so it was kind of kind of you, see, you know it's, 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 it's a correlation there's three of us in the room, and all three of us say, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a real thing, and yeah. you know, not just here but around the world. Like a lot of young men grow up without that, that strong that, ro figure. that role, mo that role model in the household. So, not that, not that, um, you know, mothers and sisters and brothers, aunts, uncles, grandfathers, grandmothers can't be that role model, but I think it's different when it's a paternal role model. Obviously, mm. like there's, you know, like you, you grow up obviously, and you see other people so close with their fathers, and you're like. You know, you don't have that. You know what I mean? And sometimes the other fathers are able to take you in and they, you know, they see that and they, they step up and man, hats off to those guys. You know what I mean? Because you don't have to do that. Like raising yeah. one kid, raising two kids on your own with your family is hard enough. And now you're letting in the neighborhood strays, you know, Lord knows what, <laughs> Lord knows what they're going to drag into your household. But yeah, shout out to those power dads out there, like holding Hell it down. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, and, and you I did, I did uh, reference that experience, but, you know, it made me who I am. It's, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm very fortunate and blessed to have the kind of mother that I have. She's a rock. She's, man, like one of the strongest people I've ever met. You know, just I'm not just saying that because she's my mother. She's just, she's unwavering, man. And it's, it's very um, inspiring to both me, both my sisters. And, you know, it's, it taught me to be a man at a young age. That's yeah. all it was. You know, I had to learn how to do things a little bit quicker than probably some of my peers did. You know, I, I get a lot of credit for being a good cook. Well, my mom's a vegetarian, so I had to start cooking all my own meals at like <laughs> 11 years old if yeah. I wanted any meat. So, yeah. you know, I, I and trust me, there was a lot of years where I wasn't so much of a good cook. There's a lot of burnt food going through, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah you know, you just, you got to sometimes, some, you know, it's like a, it's like a diamond, you know what I mean? The pressure, the pressure forms mm -hmm. a diamond, you know, over many, many, yeah. like over time, over, you know, trial and error, you know, over the process, you just got to, you know, when you're that age, you don't understand, but then you get to be men and you get to be in real world experiences and have conversations yeah. with other men and you understand, you know what I mean? You're like, okay, in, hi you know. in hindsight, things yeah. kind of click and you look back at life and I'm like, man, this is really what happened. And uh, you, 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 sometimes you say, Hey, I wish I would have done this, wish I would have done that. But at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that we're proud of the men that we are today. Yeah. Uh, not perfect, but I think we are a lot better off than we were a couple hey man, years ago. If you weren't <laughs> you, who else would you be? Right. That is true. You with all your flaws and all your failures. That's who you are, and that's who you should be proud of. Yeah, 100%. So. <laughs> He's Good like, what's up, Chris? Why are you bringing up my flaws? No, no, no. <laughs> Trust me, there's, there's more than a few. No, but, it's uh, it's it's 100% true, boys. I I, I, I think that um, more people, I think there's a real issue, and this is my, honestly, I think it's most people. We, we tend to overvalue what we don't have and undervalue what we do have. Mm, yes. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I, I feel like that's a very common theme and I'm guilty of it myself at times. You know what I mean? I'm not throwing stones at anybody. I'm point I'm pointing in the mirror, you know what I mean? It's, you know, but to become aware of it, to have a, that awareness, mm. to develop that emotional intelligence and yeah. to catch yourself in those moments, that's 
I think that's part of growth, and that's you know where we uh, we should all strive to be, you know, growing uh, every day, you know. Yeah, I, I, you said awareness. I think it's more than just awareness, because and, and it's funny because Doctor Easy said because uh, I said awareness and, and I spoke to somebody, and he says awareness is not enough. You have to be able to put that into action. Yeah, and you said it afterwards. It's so important because just being aware of you having an issue or having something that you're struggling with is not. That's not the whole. That's not the full battle. It's, and that's you have where to go. yeah. That's you have to be pragmatic because yeah. you can identify <laughs> exactly. it. It's like, all right, well, this is causing this much like havoc in my life. What do I need to do? Yeah. Let's eliminate this fucker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to add the word pragmatism to the bottom <laughs> yeah. of the definition for the viewers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever Chris has a hot take, yeah. pragmatism. I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm happy for us. You wanted yeah. to talk to him more about, um, didn't you want to get a little bit more into the We're, military inside of it? Yeah, oh. absolutely. Like, well, how do you think the military shaped you into the training briefly? Like, because I mean, the Marines is not, from what I hear, it's like one of the hardest, uh, if not the Well, any Marine will debatable. tell you that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I say. Is um, it the hardest? Is the Marines the hardest, uh, objectively as objectively speaking as you can? So if I'm, taking, if I'm taking the Eagle Globe and Anchor out of my heart for a moment, it's on the basic, most basic level, if you're going to join any service, you're going to be the most qualified, most trained if you go to Marine Corps basic training. Okay. If you go through, you know, infantry training in the Marine Corps on the, on the most molecular level, it's going to be more advanced than any other infantry kind of level training you're going to get in any other service. Why is that? So Marine... Each 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 branch of service has a different mission. You know what I mean. So you know, obviously, you're not going to send in Navy guys to go kick in doors. You know, in in a in a a town and under insurgent control or something like that. But also, you know, you have the this Marine this Marine uh, the 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 concept of the Marine Corps was a spearhead, like the force. You know, we travel with the Navy. We're a department of the Navy, so we're we're on ships ready to deploy at moments' notice. We notice we can be anywhere in the world. You know, within a day or two, whenever, you know, any climb, any place is what we always say. So just having that mentality, you know, something might kick off on the other side of the world right now. Well, there's a fleet of, you know, U.S. Navy vessels floating around out there with a literal can of whoop ass on board called the United States Marines. And they're ready like, hey, look, like tomorrow we're going to be boots in country, you know, putting warheads on foreheads. That's what we're going to do. So that's that's why you have to be on a certain level at the most even guys that are you know supply even guys that are cooks they all go through combat training everybody every marine is a rifleman they all go through a very standard uh standard um bare minimum and if you can't meet the bare minimum you can't be a marine that's just how it is you can't swim can't be a marine guess what we're on navy ships if you ain't amphibious (laughs) well you can't be in an amphibious assault force can you so Um, not knocking the other guys, every, like I said, every branch has your own mission. When you get into the special forces aspects of it and like the, the very specialized training forces, there's other branches that have very highly trained, uh, beyond what we do. You know what I mean? I was an artillery guy, uh, you know, a guy that's an army ranger or a guy that's, you know, a Delta force guy or in CAG or something like that in the army, that guy's way more trained than me, even though he's in the army and I'm a Marine, I'm a Marine, Mm, right? Now there are Marines that are in special forces as well, you know? There's, you know, all different kinds. I think they're called Marine Raiders now. You have, uh, back in the day, it was Force Recon. Like, there's scout, there's a scout sniper program, things like that. So there's a lot of different disciplines and stuff like that. But at the very basic level, yeah, if you put a, a guy out, straight out of basic training, straight out of his, you know, combat school against, you know, all four branches against each other, the guy that's probably going to outperform them all is going to be the Marine just because he's spent more time 
He's got more time on the range. He's got more time practicing certain skills. He's gone through warrior training. He's gone through, you know, weapons training on, on, on multiple, uh, on, on a big arsenal of weapons, things like that. So um, I think that's where that comes from. Also, we have back in the day, at least when this whole thing started, like the whole macho thing is the physical standards were much higher to get into the Marine Corps. Mm. You know what I mean? You might be a complete stud, but if your body isn't measured out a certain way, they'll call you fat and put you on, you know, half rations and stuff like that because they want everybody to look the same. They want you to get the high and tight. They want you to have the built physique. They want you to look sharp in your dress blues. You know, it's like marketing. Yeah, it is. It's but but look at the end of the day, any Marine will tell you it's professionalism. Like yeah. I signed a contract that said I was going to abide by these standards and Every day I'm going to get up and strap my boots on and get to work. Like we were getting up at zero five every morning and running up a mountain before doing anything. Like that was just our, our section physical training. And that was just our section. If there was battery PT, if the battery was training too, we were doing it an hour earlier so we could do ours and then go do theirs. You know what I mean? That was just like how we ran our section. And then you have, you know, you have your, you got to go do accountability in front of the whole battery, you know, battery guns is going to come out, call your names, make sure everybody's accounted for, give you the, give you the, the plan of the day turn it over to the section heads and then you're going to go you're going to go to work you have a 9 to 5 just like anybody else us I was an artillery guy we had to go take care of the cannons you know we have these huge howitzers that we're responsible for we got to make sure everything's greased up everything's clean and make sure they're ready for combat you know what good is a you know 10 million dollar artillery piece if it's not sure. in the fight right so that was our responsibility and you know you get downtime between that you'd be done whatever and then what you do with your downtime that's what separated certain marines from others some guys would just go smoke and joke other guys would go you know, hey, you know, grab a guy, be like, hey, teach me how to do this, teach me how to do that. Hey, let's go get another like quick workout in. You notice in the the base that I was on, I used to like think it was funny, but like every probably maybe at, at most two hundred yards, there was a pull up bar station somewhere. So like yeah. if you got bored, you just Dude, go and bang out pull ups, something like that. You know what I mean? Like there was always <laughs> yeah. something to do to better yourself. You know, and it was just pull ups like, for fun. <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, you had to happens. you had to grow to love them if you were a marine because it was part of our physical standard test. But me, like I. I think the first time I ever did them, I did like two because the way that they made. How many was the most you could do? I I did twenty seven in a row. That was like my my peak. Like that was like. But so at that wow. time, at that time, I was also running three miles in under eighteen minutes. So your physical standard, you have to run three miles eighteen minutes as a perfect score. So you're doing six minute miles, and you have to do I think it's a hundred crunches in like hundred twenty seconds. That was the easy part, and then you do your well, you do your pull ups first, then your crunches, <laughs> then your run. So. Yeah, it was tough, man. That's it was, tough. it was, but it, it's not something you couldn't do though. You trained all year for it. You only mm. had to do, you had to, you trained all year and you had one physical test all year. Sometimes like, if you failed it, they, they would like basically you get put on a program like, hey, look, if you don't get the yeah, minimum right. passing score was 235, the max score was 300. So you could do all the right things, you get 300. But if you slip on the run, maybe you run 20 minutes, but you did, well, your you can still make up for it somewhere. Yeah, out. you can make up with the other points, you know, with the other, but. You don't have to run it at 18 minutes. I think the minimum time at my age, because I was young when I was in, was like 27 minutes. Mm, so okay. it's doable, okay. but you don't want to be that dirtbag at the end of it, like barely passing. You know what I mean? You're never going to get promoted because your score is whack compared to your peers. You're going to look like a dirtbag. Your section's going to haze you because you're running slow and you're making us all look bad. Yeah. So, you know, you... We pride. There was guys that pro, like had more pride in like their physical. You know, that's what I was more into. A lot of guys were into banging weights around. I was more of like the go for a run, pull ups, push ups kind of guy. Um, 
you know, it's that's kind of more of my dynamic. Even like when 2020 in the quarantine, like I was working out at home every day. That's remember, what dude, I was doing. You know, you and made like some huge gains. I remember that you had posted. Oh yeah, yeah I remember, I remember that. Yeah, yeah he looks like, who is this guy? Is <laughs> King Leonidas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy from God of War. What's that? Uh, have you ever seen him with uh, the yeah, beard? Kratos? Kratos. Yeah. I was oh, thinking about doing that for Halloween. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got enough size yeah. on me. Uh, but yeah, no, that was see, that was just like a three, four, five, however many months months of it, a solid commitment and work, and just honestly, man, like consistency is going to be your greatest weapon at anything, whether it's, you know, in the gym and school true. and work. If you're consistent, you show up every day and with it, your it, lunch box and your boots. Too, you know. That discipline of actually going there, yeah. Because it's easy to do it when you want to do it. And on those days you don't want to do it, that's when it's... Comes that's the most almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And those are usually the days, I mean, you probably testify to it, are usually days, oh, I don't want to be in the gym right now. Those are usually days you have the best workout because you that push yourself so over good. that obstacle in your mind and then you crush it and you're like, oh, I hit a PR today. Damn, like I wasn't expecting yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then the days yeah. when you're pumped, you might not lift as much. You'd be like, damn, what was wrong with me today? You know what I mean? Because yeah, you didn't days. have, you almost didn't have that mental block to push through, right? It's so true. It's funny the way the mind works like that. It's true, you know, because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't want to go to work, which is almost every single day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like today I was like, yo, like it's Friday, but damn, I still got to go to work. And then he knows me and say, and then I got to record, mm -hmm. son. So I just woke up today like, Man, it's gonna suck, bro. I had a pretty damn good day. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was chilling, but I always say, man, I do all these calls on Fridays and stuff. And they're like, "How you doing today?" On this Friday, man, I got no complaints. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Ask me again on Monday, I might have a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like to think of it as, and uh, something my partner said to me. He just had his first child. He's having his second child here in a few months, and he said. You know, you can look at it two ways. You can say, you know, I've got to do things with my kid, or you can say, I get to do things with my mm -hmm. kid. Mm -hmm. that you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think about that now. Like, I, I get to go to work today. I get to go enjoy this lifestyle that I'm living. I get to go, you know, shopping and put food on my own table. You know what I mean? All these things that we thought about when we were younger, all these things we wanted, you know, a year ago, two years ago that are happening now, we get to have them. So why not enjoy them while they're here? It know? also ties into what you said earlier where, I forgot what it was, but it's like, we don't really appreciate what we have. Yeah, we undervalue that's, the that's things that we do have. Exactly. And then and things like that, because it's like, we already have it, but changing that mindset and being more appreciative and grateful for the things that we do have I think it also changes your perspective of just life in general. Big facts. You know, be be more yeah. open, being more practicing, more practicing an attitude of gratitude. Mm, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Um. I got. I got. Um. I had. A, I had a really difficult phone call. I think yesterday with. Uh, with my mother. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. She okay? Uh, yeah, that's the more important. Has mom okay? That's the question. She. Um. She's going through. You know. She. I don't want to. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, briefly, okay. no. She's going through something. She's going through something, and it's just uh, not the best. And so it puts things into perspective. Now we're thirty. Now she's still young, fifty six, but it puts things into perspective. Like a lot of times when you're younger, you're like, ah, oh, you know, I, I'm not gonna go see mom today because yeah, I have man. tomorrow. I have next week. I have next month, and I don't live with my mom. I haven't lived with my mom in like years. Yeah. So now. I think back to all the moments that I could have spent more time with her, and obviously she's still around. But now I everything has changed for yeah, me. It shifts that and dynamic. so you think you have so many more years and stuff like that, and they're like, okay, oh, well, we're young, but we have to. We fail to realize that life comes at you quick. Like they're because not young. They're not young. They're getting older. We're getting older. Man, we're, and, and look, and so and the way the best way to think about that, and you know, nobody can stop time. Time's undefeated, right? Those rounds are downrange. Yesterday's yeah. already gone. Yeah. You got to make the most of tomorrow. Like next yeah. time you have that thought in your head, like maybe I should go see mom. Go see mom. Go see mom. Go should see I do that phone call? Oh, let me call her. Let really me quick. call her real quick. Let me text. Even her. if it's a couple a minutes, a text. You know, let something. me stop by. One hundred percent. Whatever so. you can do to whatever you can do to kind of um, maximize those moments. You know, and another thing my partner told me he's and he's my mentor too. You know, he talked about mentors earlier. He's mentored me for many years. 
was, you know, and it kind of made me kind of almost teary eyed. And when he told me, I was like, damn, like, that's a crazy perspective. He's, he's not an older guy. He's in his mid thirties, but his parents are kind of, you know, on, on the elderly side, you know, they're both in, uh, you know, around 70 years, you know, 70 at, at that age. And he lives down here in South Florida. They live up in, um, up, uh, by DC, like in Bethesda, Maryland. Okay. So realistically, he's like, man, you know, maybe I'll see them twice a year. Mm. Maybe if I'm lucky, you know, if, if I'm good, like if, if, if things are going great, the family's all healthy and happy and we can travel, maybe we see them twice a year. Well, if they're 70, maybe I, see, that means that over the next 20 years, how many, how many times realistically do I get to see my parents again? 40 times. I get 40 more times to see my parents. Yeah, think about that, that. that's what I, I, I that, saw. I saw the when you put a number yeah, on yeah. it like that, it's like, I damn, where's too. my phone? Let me call my mom right now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the clip that I saw was similar to that, that, yeah. that it was like, oh, how often do you see your dad? I see him twice a year. And he's like, oh, well, let's say that he's that he only has two years to live. You would say, oh, well, I have two years to see him. And it's like, no, no you don't. No. You can You'll see only, him four times. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. But exactly. then you start changing because it's like, man, if I only have two years, it no longer becomes that. So, and and based on what you were saying, because dude, I realize now, like, I look at my mom and I'm like, she is getting older, dude. And, yeah. and not only that, because she's a saint. I mean, my mom is the best. Mom, I love you. But the thing <laughs> is that, dude, like, she is getting older. And, like, yeah. she has back pain. She can barely walk her hands, dude. They're, like, arthritis. Is yeah, like, yeah, Things yeah. like that, man. So yeah. when I look at her and I'm like, all you did, ever did was love me. Yeah. All you ever did was want the best for me. And then I'm here like, fuck, mom, fuck off, or back up. Yeah. Or I want. Yeah. But she always had that good intention. So then now, because I'm never at home. I'm always with, with the honey. Stuff. Sure, sure. So now <laughs> I actually get to see her um, on days that, that I normally don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I see her, I'm like, hey, like, how are you? Or like, I want to call her. I'm like, hey, sure. how are you doing? Like, what's that? What, and now the dynamic that? she's like, why are you bothering me right now? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> even, no, now I think she's realizing it because yeah. I think she sees that I've also grown up and I'm more aware of things like that. But awareness, I'm also taking action. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, also, I'm it's calling tight. you. See? Yeah, it's there you I'm, I'm there calling you. It's called now. growth, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm liking what I see. Uh, Look yeah. at us. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought? Here we are. Not me. Not me. But, it just puts things got really deep into this. Yeah, no, that yeah. was a great that was a great segue there, man. And oh. yeah, see your mom, man. Talk to your mom. Just man, I, I appreciate while she's here, man, because there's no there's no love like a mother's love, man. Oh, it really man. is. Yeah, and they were there like literally like we've all our lives up until this point. If your mom's still there, she's been there. And the fact that there's gonna be maybe a, a day in your life where you wake up one day and she will not be, mm-hmm. that is something that I'm struggling with to accept and for sure and a lot of people obviously are so it's, it's, i'm gonna call my mom yeah see if she answers <laughs> it's only, i love her on the let me say or on the podcast see if she answers she should answer actually no she never has her phone oh yeah mom <laughs> <laughs> Claro, estuvimos hablando de, de, de la mamá y, y como usted, you know, ya se está poniendo un poco ya al final de, de tope. <risa> hay que, hay que, ¿sabes? Sí, hay que darle cariño, ¿verdad? Exacto, exacto. La Mm-hmm. Tiene sí, toda sí. la razón. Oye, pero mira, tengo que regresar ahora por, al programa, pero quería re, eh, llamarte un momentico. Muchas gracias, te lo agradezco. Tú sabes que tú eres el amor de mi vida. Love you, mm-hmm. mom. Sabes que yo te adoro con todo mi corazón. Mi Love amor. you, Me has hecho muy feliz. <laughs>
Alright, mother. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Te quiero. Bye. Bye. I took a turn quick. I love you. Okay, yeah. Bye. Okay. Gotta go. <laughs> everybody, everybody, off. <laughs> everybody, everybody pause the podcast for one moment and call your mothers. Yes. Tell yes. them you love them. Tell them a mother's break. Call your mom. Tell her you love her. Tell you Hang love her. up. And come back to the show. And for that matter, Continue. and for that matter, in the spirit of the holiday, call your dad too. Yeah, might ah, as well. Yes, that is true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's call your dad too. Yeah, Father's Day coming up. I know y'all ain't get him nothing but some lazy socks anyway. So <laughs> Where's holiday? Give, give, yeah, give Pops a call. Let him know, hey, I know we don't appreciate you much, but I appreciate you, man. <coughs> um, but yeah, man, so good segue there, man. And yeah, just you gotta you gotta appreciate people while they're here, man. That's you know, something a hundred percent. And then you know, we, another thing that we undervalue somebody's presence is very undervalued. You know, you never you never realize the value of somebody's presence until they remove themselves. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, it's them the doing it, all you have, yeah. Whether it's themselves or you know some other supernatural cosmic forces at play, but man, it's it's, yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, we you, were talking. Uh, we went to a whole uh, segment. We were talking yeah, about Marie Corbin. I'm, I'm glad we got there. <laughs> yeah, um, no, because we usually like to keep the episodes around an hour, which is it's fine if we go a little bit over. But I know that you wanted to talk about key points. Yes, I absolutely. Sure those. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I mentioned that you know, given you were in the military, mm-hmm. the climate that we are, you you you're probably best to speak on this than all the guests we ever had. You you you'll be best to speak on this behalf. I wanted to see your thoughts with the climate that we're in this country, and. In terms of gun control and, and where you are, I'm sure you have. Maybe, perhaps you have you have guns yourself, or mm-hmm. you know you you know your way around guns. Gotcha. Being in the military for so many years, what is your t- your your take on on the, where the country is? Yeah, so we're walking into the minefield together here. Yeah, um, yeah, sure, but so, let's do it. Yeah, no, I look. So there's a very respectable argument on both sides of the aisle on this. In, in my in my opinion, yes, I was in the military for many years, um, not many years, a few years, whatever. Um, right. But. And and do, I do you know I do uh, I do practice my Second Amendment rights and you know I'm very responsible and I am I I am uh, very let's say proactive in my um in my training with the firearms that I do have I still go to the range I still make sure I know what I'm doing when I have them whenever I take somebody else to the range anybody's curious you know first thing I teach them I don't even I don't even hand them a firearm I teach them all the weapon safety stuff first you know like. There's a big responsibility when you own a mm-hmm. firearm. It's, you know, it's it's not a joke. You know, it's it's just like, if, have you ever had like a coach, like maybe like a baseball coach or something takes you out to the field and they don't even bring a baseball the first day? Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, let me go through the fundamentals first. You're going to learn a couple of things before we even start to play. We Karate don't, kid. Gonna, the basics. Karate yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wax on, wax off, yeah. you know? <laughs> what do I get to fight? Wax on. Yeah. Wax you've, on. you've got no idea how many times I've been out with people who are just excited to go out there and they're flagging people with the firearms and, you know, no, no, uh, you know, trigger finger yeah, discipline I, and things oh, like that. Yeah. I'm having a heart attack. I think I'm about to, my last life's flashing before my <laughs> Oh my God. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, personal responsibility you know when 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 you take on that um you know it's it is a right you know things like hey look i have a right to do that okay you have a right to do this it's a you know it's, it's kind of like driving it's driving a privilege or is it a right you know what i mean driving is a privilege because it can Certainly. be taken from you right the state can say hey you can't drive anymore you yeah, got six yeah. duis you a threat <laughs> like, you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't an acid on maybe that road no more that's it. <laughs> maybe, maybe you get a bicycle <laughs> uh, but you know so you know, in the original formation of this of this amendment that you know so many people will die on the hill to protect. Yeah. You know, there was a much different time in the world, and I'm not saying you know there isn't still merits for the argument that you know government overreach and things like that can play a factor. But True. we'll go back to the military thing. And I saw my good buddy Ryan. Shout out my boy Ryan. My my good buddy uh, sent me a 
uh, a thread the other day of a gentleman who was talking, and this kind of goes back to the military thing. When we were in the military, uh, mind you, the Marine Corps, right, the finest fighting force in the world, as you guys pointed <laughs> right, out yeah, earlier, sure. um, the, the standard was every year, you had to go qualify. You had to go requalify with whatever weapon you were qualified for, mm. whether it was the M4, whether it was your 1911, whether it was, you know, if you were a saw gun or something, you had to go to some kind of range and you had to, you had to requalify with that firearm. We had a standard every year. You would go to the range for two weeks, right? There's 52 weeks in a year, right? Every Marine gets two and a half days of leave a month. That means you're getting 30 days off a year. So that's one month, right? So you say... Two weeks out of calculate other holidays, you might have like a total of maybe like 40 weeks that you're actually there training and doing things that you're not like on leave, libo, doing whatever the hell else you got going on. So two two weeks out of the year, you get literally the, the Marine Corps says these are designated for you to go make sure you're still sharp and proficient, that you're still following all the safety rules, that you're still you're still able to do your job with proficiency, whether you're a supply guy, you're a cook, you work in the S1 admin, making rosters for a living, yeah. whether you're, a, 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 you know, you can be an MP, you can be anything, whatever your job is. For two weeks, you're going to go out to the range. You're going to have one week that you're just snapping in. It's called grass week where you're, you know, doing the shooting positions and things like that, getting your body ready for the week, the next week, which is on the range. You go to the actual range and you shoot and you do five straight days. And if you don't qualify, you get you get disciplinary action. If they right. if they say you're not shooting at the marksman level, which is the absolute bare minimum, there's marksman, then there's sharpshooter, then there's expert. If you're not shooting at at least the the bare minimum, they'll literally they'll they'll hold you back. They'll be like, hey, you're you're not getting promoted. You're not going to go on to point. They'll hold you back because you're a liability. Yeah, of course. They're not yes. going to let you out. So tying that back into where we are, a lot of people think, hey, there's this you know. This le- this legislative this language in the Constitution that says I can own a firearm and I can do whatever I want and it's you know my right to protect myself. That doesn't mean you go out and buy fifty firearms and leave them stashed in a safe and then you run out in the street and try to use them one day. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a degree of personal responsibility there. Am I wrong? Like, yeah. look, like if you're gonna own this, if you're gonna own a weapon, you need to you have a personal responsibility to yourself and to the people around you when you use that weapon to know what the hell you're doing, right? And I don't think that there's I think that most people in 2022, whether you're on the left side or right side of the argument, because there doesn't seem to be a middle ground on anything these days, I think that we can all agree, hey, there, there does make sense, there, and there has, I believe, it's been, uh, I believe it's, been, it's been brought forward that there's some kind of common middle ground reform that should be passed. And there's a lot of things, the problem with that is there's a lot of things that aren't enforced right now that aren't enforced enough. So it's like, well, do we reinvest in enforcing the things that are already in place or do we just add a bunch of layers more legislature on top of it and just hope that that's going to solve the problem? And it's like, well, where do you where do you where do you go here? You know, it's a very difficult argument. You know, you, you look, it's it's emotional. You know, I'm sitting at home and I'm, I turn on the TV and I'm seeing a story about 20 kids getting shot and killed. Like that's the most that's that is the most evident thing of evil on this planet that you can ever fathom. You know, these kids went to school thinking they were going to learn their times tables that day and they were gunned down by yeah. some maniac, you know, and how do you prevent that? You know, it's, it's a problem. It's a, it's a disease, right? You, and how do you, how do you stop the disease? Now, people on one side will say you just create more laws and create more, you know, 
fail safes to stop you know certain people from getting access to these kind of weapons and we can agree that that's probably a more pragmatic path than saying oh well we can just depend on personal responsibility of the people that do live in everyday society now on the other hand you have those people that are are gun owners that are law-abiding citizens that would never hurt right. an innocent person in their life probably most most gun owners are responsible and, I, yeah and, i mean i would argue that that's correct i'd say a, a, a solid majority of yeah. them including the veteran pop population i don't know a single veteran that doesn't own a firearm you know me personally i how, don't how many guns do you own if you don't mind me asking comfortable answering so i have i have an everyday carry that i carry it's a pistol you have one in your car right now i have one yes okay i have i, I have a safe in my truck that it's locked in really? so when i'm when i'm not with it it's locked up under oh, both oh. under key and lock you awesome. know That's so cool. nobody can get to it but me break in or something. Yeah. if somebody breaks in they can't get yeah. to that um the i have i have a safe itself which has you know a hunting rifle and then i have a shotgun for self-defense in my home Okay. That's Jesus. that doesn't go anywhere. If 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 you see the shotgun, if you see the shotgun, it's because you did something wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? That You're doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah, nobody sees that. That's you know, it's something that I keep in my home. Nobody sees it. I mean, I've been dating a woman for seven months now. She's never even seen it. You know what I mean? But where like, is it? Not, where is it? In your, in your it's it, don't it's worry. It's locked away in a safe, <laughs> bro. Okay, so don't worry about it. Okay, <laughs> so somebody you sleeping, somebody breaks in. Do you have enough time to get to the gun? Yeah. Because it is your argument, safety versus accessibility. Yeah, well, I mean, if a person breaks... <laughs> no, because some people make the argument, oh, it's well, safe. It depends but how on, safe is it? It also depends on the dynamic. If it's one person breaking into my house, I'm probably not going for my gun. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can handle myself if what it's if, one person. Okay. If it's a couple people, I'm going for... Yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah, for a fire. for something. Yeah, I, I don't play numbers games. I'm damn near 30. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm yeah. not... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a UFC fighter. I'm not taking on seven people. Like, it's not yeah. going to happen. I, I just... I don't have that skill set anymore. I don't know if I ever did, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it, look, it, but am I the kind of per these people that, you know, go out and, man, like, more power to you if you want to go and, I, I, I have, you know, people that I know that are collectors, second, third generation collectors that have a plethora, a, a scary amount almost of firearms, oh, yeah. but the, I, I, I know a guy that has a safe the size of this room. You know what I mean? Full of weapons, and but he keeps it locked down in a safe place. And I'm like, look, if that's your personal fetish and what you want to do, that's cool. But you have a personal responsibility to yourself and everybody in this house to keep these weapons safe. You know what I mean? But, but how come? How can we as a society come together? And you were saying, you know, both both aisles, both sides of the aisle. If you want to politicize it, um, you can, sure, whatever. But like as a society, mm -hmm. how can we come together and say, listen, this, there's a problem in this country, and and it's, you can. You know, argue or disagree or whatnot, but the reality yeah. is that there's something really, really wrong. Yeah. And these things keep happening and keep happening, and so I wanted to hear from you. And you know, I love having these healthy discussions. And, For sure. Uh, I wanted to see: Do you have something? Uh, not to put you on a hot seat, but no, I am a little it's, bit. It's getting you, hot in here. Yeah, it's getting warm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just freezing. Do you have so, something? So I think I think would make a difference. I think I get what you're saying, at because at some point you can't just keep on labeling it and calling it bad and calling it this and calling it that. Like at, one, at some point, like we said earlier, like what was it? We said awareness is one thing and action is another, right? Precisely. So at what point do you take action? At what point do you say, hey, this is a real issue that needs to be addressed right now? Like we're not worried about. All these other, you know, infrastructure and all this. Let's focus on one topic right now, and the topic is gun violence. And Let's can, focus on. And what can we do without infringing on, on people's Second Amendment rights? Which I understand. You know, I'm not from this country. Listen, the the writing in the writing in the Second <laughs> Amendment, and I'll challenge you to pull it up right now. It says a well-regulated militia. What part of you, as an individual, buying 
a, a 10 uh, AR-15s is well-regulated. Sure. What part of that? Like, are, are you training with them? Is there somebody qualifying you with those rifles? Like, are you... What what part of that is verbatim with what you say? Oh, like the the Second Amendment word for word says that I've, yeah, you have a right to bear arms. You can you can go a by well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state of a free state. Mm-hmm. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Exactly, and then so. you have to make the argument also like back being in the day, necessary to the security of a free of right. a free state. The yeah. guns that are available for to use were not the same guns, so. Well, that's true, but the guns that the other people have aren't either. So, I mean, it's it's that 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 argument. I mean, if you're talking about if you're talking about pulling it from the actual word for word, like it was muskets against muskets back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna reload this shit. Yeah, like the like General Washington had cannons. You had a freaking uh, a muzzle feeder, you know, or a yeah. muzzle loader. Like what? What are you you gonna go out there and fight the government with your duck hunter? Like you know exactly. So, I mean, look. I don't know how to fix the problem. And if I did, I would look, I would be writing my congressman every day. <laughs> I would because this is a real issue. And I mean, look, we can all agree nobody nobody likes to see dead kids on the news. Yep. Nobody, you know? And it's not just the kids, it's in the streets every day. Gun S- violence is a very hard, prevalent yeah. issue in this country that yeah. it gets ignored when it's ones and twos on the street on the block when nobody cares like about that. But when there's a, ma- a major shooting in a school, then all of a sudden everybody cares again. It's an everyday problem yeah. Yeah. that people need to address right. every day, and it's going to take a collective effort to do something about. And until people can put up put aside their bullshit allegiances to these parties that are made up fabrications of unities of society, which they are not. These people don't give a damn about you then we're not going to make any progress. You know, there's there's just not. Because every time that somebody does say, hey, look, I put forward gun, gun reform, this bill, this bill. Yeah, you did. But you also layered in 10 other bills that were going to lie in your pockets in the, in the mm, meantime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you really cared, you'd put one bill on the hill and we'd all sit down and you guys wouldn't leave and you guys wouldn't leave your seats and you'd stay in Congress Those until stuff. you yeah. figured something out. Yeah. And then you'd, you'd send it to the Senate and the Senate would send it to the big man. The big man would look at it and then look at it again, hmm. and then look at it again. And you'd have 10 other people look at it, and send it back to the Senate, and they'd send it back. To, you know what I mean? Like, it's a process, obviously, but, you Action, know, something. something, something let me see something. You got to start you know? somewhere. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean, look, I, I'm, like I said, Second Amendment is something that I've practiced, something that I have a respect for, and I see how people resonate that the necessity for it. You know, it says, for the well-being, what does it say, of a... Uh, a well, uh, the well-regulated well, militia, a well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, mm-hmm. the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So there you go. Also, with that is like, okay, so at what point do you turn over personal responsibility for security of the free state from the people to the local governments, the cops, the you know the. I mean, people aren't willing to do that. You know why? Because you see a lot of stories in the news of cops doing the wrong thing when they're supposed to be doing the right thing. Crazy stuff, and it's not yeah. just the cops. You know what I mean? It's. It, and I'm not attacking cops here either. I do, you know, I, I I think cops get a very bad rep for a very small percentage of cops. You know, it's yeah. it's like anything. There's always going to be a bottom 10, 2%, whatever it would be. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of police officers, we know a lot of police officers personally that just want to, you know, walk their beat, do their job and get home and, you know, maybe have a beer in front of the TV at night, watch the game, go to sleep and go walk the beat again the next day. Like, yeah. they're not out here trying to beat people up or, you know, be... But you, what do you see on the news? You don't see the cops that are that are doing great things on the news. You see the cops that are doing the wrong thing on the news. It's the same thing with us when we were in the Marine Corps. You never heard stories about Marines doing the right thing. You heard stories about the Marines doing the wrong thing. And it's like they would always tell you, don't be that Marine. That gives the Marine Corps a bad name. 
well, you know, that, that resonates true with the rest of society as well. You know, like who, who, mm-hmm. who sure. makes a name, who makes the headlines, who gets the clicks, the you know maniacs, what I mean? Yeah. I remember Who's the real enemy, you know what I mean? I think I either read an article, I was talking to you about this, that hate sells more. So I yeah. think it was, we're talking about like social media and how yeah. <laughs> either it was social media or it was, it was probably like a, an article that was talking about press releases and, and other articles in general. See, and it showed how the way that you title it or however you want to go about it, you know, explain the content. If you attack it or you hate it or you put negativity on it or very controversial, which normally it's the negative kind of reaction to it. That is what's going to be more viral. What's going to get more attention, which ties into what you were saying, where, you know, you you can hear all these bad things about cops. But it was like two color. Maybe just one cop who fucked up. Yep. All cops are dicks. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, oh, this one fucking Mar- Marvin is a fucking, he said something about <laughs> something on the show. Yeah. Chris is a fucking dickhead too. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> well, the point is, it's, you know, there's so much good that comes from things, but everybody wants to highlight the bad. Just, it's funner to talk about. More fun to talk mm. about. It just, it just gets people going. People, yeah. pe- people suck, man. People I think want people to like argue. controversy. People yes. want to argue. Like, yes. It's like, damn. Like, Some people feed off it. A lot of people I think feed people, off of that. People just want to be right. It's... They want to be right, so then when someone yeah, else, no, people don't want to hear your opinion. They want to hear their your. They, they want to hear their opinion out of your mouth. Exactly yeah. what it is. So then, when you have a different yeah. opinion or, or you're challenging mine, it's like, well, he's not agreeing with me. <laughs> I gotta keep fucking telling him so he yeah. starts agreeing with me. Sometimes you can just agree that you know you guys have different points, and then do your best. You know, as from a personal perspective, let me try to see this from a different perspective. Yes, you know, and that's yeah. I think where growth comes in. Like, and even if you still think that you're right after trying to see it from their perspective. You've probably gained a different like idea yeah. about hey look like this person thinks this way I can respect that and they're defending that position I can respect that. There's a reason why I believe my way and if he's gonna give me the respect to just listen to me mm-hmm. and hear me out whether he agrees or not I think I owe it to him that I should at least be open and listening to them as well. Well, for sure. I mean, because who's to say that I'm right? No, exactly. Who's to say that they're right? Exactly. They're clearly two different sides of the of the. Of who's the to page? say anybody has to be right? Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like there you go. Nothing makes sense. Like those things you see. Nothing. Make, we're all floating on a rock through an infinite space right now. Yep. You know, nothing makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, definitely yeah. watch our podcast, bro. Because yeah. that's the shit we say all the time. Um, well, Jeremy, thank you so much. Yeah, for Jeremy, yeah, we, we do have to. Unfortunately, yeah, we have sure. to start wrapping it up. But, uh, but um, yeah, dude, thank you so much for coming on. It's not me. It's you guys. Yeah, exactly. That's where had. You know, what is it? Time to break up dude yeah. sorry it's not it's not us yeah. it's not you it's me anyways um with that being said before we we kind of finish the breakup we always kind of ask uh, the guests final thoughts something you want to say to your younger self or a message that's very important to you that you'd like to share with the world you can say it to us say it to the camera and then you can sell yourself if you want to or however you want close sure page is yours. well hey again i appreciate being a part of the conversation today guys big fan always have been from you know i think i started watching the show like in march of 2020 when first rolling out I think that was the first couple of shows that I saw so yeah, yeah. great to be on this side um, part of the conversation I haven't been as active on social media lately um, We've for noticed. my own reasons but feel it. Uh, I'm sorry feel boys the, feel, feel the void, void. <laughs> oh, no. it's happening it's happening um, yeah but uh, again great to be on this side and, and just be um, you know I, I really appreciate the messages that you guys are sending um, we did the I wanted to shout out again on the uh, we did the men's mental health awareness seminar with your buddy uh, Gus a couple months ago. I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, looking forward to seeing more stuff like that, of, of course. And I know you guys are making a focus on, you know, uh, mental health. I do see the sponsorships you guys are working with now, so that's pretty cool too. Um, as a guy who did serve, um, you know, it's it's something that's pretty near, a, a lot closer to me than I personally um, would like it to be. Uh, we have had a lot of brothers pass since I. 
I'm not even, you know, in combat, but stateside, home. You know, nobody thought anything was going on with them. And next thing, day to day, like, you know, next thing you know, a sister, a relative, a mom, an aunt, a cousin, somebody's calling and say, hey, this guy hasn't been home in a week or two. Have you heard from him? And next thing you know, worst things, worst case scenario is what you're what, what you're reading up on. And now you got to plan for funerals and things like that. So if you're if you're hurting, if you're struggling, you know, there are I know I know it's very cliche because these are, you know, we're men. But and at the end of the day, you know, we all have a certain degree of macho in us. But life's tough. You know, there's going to be days when you're down. You know, life's going to kick you in the teeth and you think that there's just not a way back out. You know, you're going to think you're dug in a hole and there's no way to get out of that hole. But there's people around you, I promise you. And if it's not anybody in your circle, you got guys here. You got guys like Chris and Marvin. You got guys like myself. People in your community. People who people who admire who you are. People who value your position in life. And your life has purpose and meaning. You know, if it ever gets to a point where you're feeling too dark, you'd be amazed what one phone call can do. You'd be amazed. You know, and I'm the kind of guy, if you call me and there's something going on and you really need to talk, I'm dropping what I got to do. And I'm, I'm, we're sitting in my living room together and talking. Or I'm coming to you. You got to go grab a coffee somewhere. If you want to go grab a scotch somewhere, whatever, whatever your poison is, you know, and we just have a conversation. We don't even have to talk about what's wrong. Just if you just need somebody to be there for you, reach out. You know, there's people there around you that are, you'd be amazed how happy they'll be to hear from you rather than hearing about something bad happening to you because they felt like because you felt like you couldn't call somebody and it's a very very abrasive topic you know like when people bring it up there's this stigma around it we've got to get rid of that stigma we've got to address it face it head on and like we were talking about earlier it's one thing to be aware of it but let's take some action yeah, very profound. Yeah, you know, appreciate that. Unfortunately, it's something I'm reminded of way too often, boys. And, yeah. you know, that's why I, whenever I can get any kind of uh, moment to speak on it, you know, I'm going to address it. And I appreciate you guys bringing me on here to, to talk a little bit today about a multitude of topics. But, you know, more importantly, um, an opportunity to shine a light on the things that you guys are doing and some of the things that we'd like to be doing and just bringing awareness, you know. And, you know, we all watch the show and we all have a great conversation to make and laugh and joke. But at the end of the day, we're we're all here for a purpose. And I believe that that's part of my purpose on this planet is to bring awareness to people who struggle with these internal battles every day. And you're not alone. You know, you'd be amazed how many people are going through some of the things that you're going through, whether it's not the same situation or experience, but the same thoughts are going through their heads. And you'd be amazed how many people would love to hear from you rather than hear something like something tragic about you. So... You know, if you're ever alone, you ever feeling like you need to talk to somebody, pick up a phone, tap, tap a stranger's shoulder. It'd be amazing. You'd be yeah. amazed. You know, a stranger might be the person you need to hear from. A stranger on the Metro Mover, you know, somebody you're walking by in public, you know, say something nice to a passerby. You know, it's, it's easy to be an asshole. It really is. I challenge you to be kind to somebody. Be kind to a stranger. You know, you might change somebody's whole life. You never know. And call your mama. Call, call your mama, your mama and, and your dad. If you don't call your Tell mama, right now. <laughs> you love her, you love her forever, and call your pops, and you know what? Tell them you love them too. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, what an episode, Jeremy! Thank you so much for coming. It was on. an honor, that man. That was awesome. Yeah. Great, great, great to be here, man. Uh, if you're on Patreon, which you are, if you're looking at this, thank yeah. you so much. You're the best. Sub my sub my OnlyFans while you're at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Showing a nibble. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, guys, it's thank my you favorite so much. part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you guys. so much, guys. Ciao.